You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Hereford. If you would like to find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. Two weeks ago, uh, Tim shared about how uh, turning our hearts to God. Um, And last week, we looked at turning our ears to God. And today, I want to look at turning our eyes to God. But first... uh, I've got two things under this tea towel. First off, who likes good old Marmite? Yeah? Love it. Love it. It's either one of those things you love it or you hate it. Um, Can I have a quick volunteer who's happy just to dip their finger in and just confirm for this little experiment that it is Marmite? Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, that was quick. Okay, so close your eyes and just put your finger in. No, sticky. Mm. Marmite, yeah? Mm. Great, perfect. Okay, Marmite. Oh, that smells strong. I don't like Marmite, so that's going to be nice. <laughs> uh, and then also we've got chocolate spread, which uh, cabbage chocolate spread, one of the nicest ones. I did try and find Nutella, but they didn't have it. Uh, so this is second place for me. Um, anyone willing to help me just confirm for everyone that this is chocolate spread as well, quickly? Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Mo. Put your finger in. Didn't trust you. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. <laughs> it's not a there you go. Is that chocolate spread? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's marmite. <laughs> oh, you like marmite? There we go. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, that, <laughs> that was, there, there's still chocolate spread in there, there's just a layer of cling film between the Marmite, so that's a bit risky trying to clean that later. Um, but you know, <laughs> sorry Mo, when we, when we look at these two, these two things, these labels, you know, we saw the Marmite and, you know, it was confirmed that it was Marmite and we saw the chocolate spreads and we presume, or we'd have a presumption that it would be chocolate spread because it's, you know, it looks like chocolate spread has the label, but it was actually Marmite. Sorry, Mo. Um, and if you look around right now, if you just look around the room or look around at home, if you're online, and look at all the different people, the faces, um, you might start to notice different things that you maybe haven't noticed before. Maybe someone's got a new haircut or wearing a nice jumper. Maybe they look happy or bored or tired. Um, but as you look around, our eyes are feeding us information. Our eyes are feeding us so much information which is being interpreted by Tons of different things, such as you know, our past, our history, our experience with that person, uh, our perception of them. There's so many different things which are sort of influencing what we see when we look at someone. And this morning, one of the things I really felt God wanted to uh, do is restore our vision of him. When we look at God, when we place our eyes on God, he wants to restore what we see of who he is. And, you know, the definition of perception is the way in which something is regarded, understood, or interpreted. Now, a quick show of hands, who has ever been misunderstood or misinterpreted? Wow, that's a good number of hands. You know, we are human, we're not perfect. Um, So the facts are each and every one of us have probably misunderstood someone, misinterpreted a message, I'm really bad at that one, um, or had the wrong perception about a situation that is going on. A famous psychologist called Linda Humphreys once said, 
Perception is merely a lens or mindset from which we view people, events, and things. It molds, shapes, and influences our experiences of reality. Now, I don't know if she's a Christian or not, and I don't think I agree with everything she's ever said in her life, but there's some truth here in this quote when she says that perception influences what we see. You know, every single person, every single one of us here online, we're unique. We're not robots, we're not clones, we're, we're unique. And we've all had different upbringings, different careers, we've had different education, we've made different mistakes, we've all had different experiences with church even, you know, this church and other churches, and we're probably all at different places in our relationship with God, in maybe even the place where you're not sure he's real, and that's fine. You know, if we put a bookmark in our life right now and look back at all the individual chapters of our, of our life, of our story so far, each one would be unique just to us. And as a result, as you're sat here, as you're online listening, probably those chapters are influencing how you, one, digest what I'm saying, but more importantly, are probably influencing your view of God. You know, when you individually look at God or think about God, who do you see? You know, there's an example in the Bible of how some people's perception of Jesus, people who knew Jesus before he started his ministry, had an impact. And so at the end of Matthew 13, and Jesus had finished teaching some key parables and lessons, some really famous ones that we talk about in church. And it says this in Matthew 13. And when Jesus had finished these parables, he went away from there. And coming to his hometown, he taught them in their synagogue, so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not, this mother, is not his mother Mary? Are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? Are not all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offence at him. Where then did this man get all these things? But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honour except in his hometown and in his own household. And he did not do mighty works there because of their unbelief. You know, all these people in his hometown, they already had this history and this perception of who Jesus was. They had these presumptions of who he was. You know, the carpenter's son, Mary's child, uh, Simon, Judas, Joseph's brother, you know, their past, their understanding, um, their, their view of Jesus stopped them seeing what the truth of what was going on right before their eyes in that moment. And it says as a result that, you know, he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. You know, their perception almost made them miss out on what God wanted to do there. And they missed out on potentially many miracles. And I wonder if that's happened to us sometimes in life. You know, when we look at God, when we think about God, who do you see? You know, maybe, maybe when you think of God, you think of someone kind and caring. Or maybe when you see someone scary, maybe when you think of God, you think of someone who's all-powerful and could destroy you in a moment. Or maybe you think of him as someone unfair, unjust, confusing, distant, far away. Maybe you see God as someone who's just from the past, from the history, you know, it doesn't matter now, he's not relevant. You know, and this morning, no matter, regardless of your perception or ideas of God, I'd love, I'd love it if we could just do one thing. And that's just to put our perception to one side. 
and what we think we know to one side. You know, just as Dr. Linda was saying, you know, put that lens we see reality through to one side and just be open to what God might want to share this morning. You know, we might just be labelling what we think as chocolate as Marmite, <laughs> and we might never realise that. Or we might not understand that if we never push forward or move forward and be open to think and stop and pause and ask, why? Why do I think that? Why, when I look at God, do I feel X, Y, and Z? Lord, this morning, help us to open our eyes to see you for who you are. Lord, as we read your word now, Will you open our hearts, ears, and eyes? Lord, would you help us turn our eyes unfiltered to you this morning? Amen. You know, there's a famous story in the Bible uh, found also in the book of Matthew. Um, and John the Baptist has just been killed, and news of his death had reached Jesus, uh, and he was upset, and he said that he went away to a desolate place. Uh, but the crowds followed him. Um, in the Bible, we learn that the crowds were there, um, and while Jesus was grieving, it says that he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. And this moment with this crowd of Jesus in the, de- you know, in the middle of nowhere, they were hungry. And that's when you get the sort of the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 that you might have heard about, where Jesus takes the little bit of food that they had left and miraculously multiplied it. So by the time that everyone had finished, there was more left over than they had before. And it's immediately after this that I want to jump in. And join them. So this miracle had just happened, multiplying the food, and then it says this in verse 22 in chapter 14. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him saying, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And those in the boat worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. Now Jesus to Peter said, come. And Peter went and walked on water. You know, this mind-blowing, miraculous, powerful moment where, where Peter, his eyes are fixed on Jesus. He's gazing at Jesus and he's walking on water. And then he looks at the waves and the wind and the storm and starts to sink. And he cries out for help. You know, how many times, I know I'm really guilty of this, do we take our eyes off God sometimes? Or do we look to the left or to the right in a situation and focus on the situation and the storm rather than just fixing our eyes on God? I remember sitting in a church in Cornwall with my family 
It was a great church, and you know that Sunday the worship was great, the word was really good. We know we felt God move, and we knew that God was calling us to this church in Cornwall at that time. And you know we were we were there for a reason. And this one Sunday after the service, you know, it's one of the clearest memories in my days in my memory. Um, you know, the preacher had finished, the ministry time had finished, and people started getting up to get teas and coffees. And I looked to my right, and I just saw my mum resting her shoulder, her resting her head on my dad's shoulder. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And I saw that my dad had a tear in his eyes. And I was like, oh, God must be speaking to them. And then my dad turned to me and said, oh, David, can you get some help? I think, I think your mum might have fainted. And the next few moments were a bit like a whirlwind for me. And I just remember, you know, going around telling everyone, oh, my mum needs help. And then just these flashes almost, you know, this flash of like hugging my brother and sister saying, oh, mum's going to be okay. This, this sort of flash of having a hot chocolate in the, the cafe area while I was waiting. And then the paramedics coming in and then taking her to hospital. You know, and that was the start of a long battle with illnesses for her. And, you know, I don't know why that happened. I don't know why. I remember having these moments in my secret place of just pure anger towards God. You know, why? You know, why had he let this happen? You know, why? why? You know, she was a great mum. She was a great person. She helped lots of people. She was a dancer. She was active. You know, why, God? Why? And, you know, some people might say, I've even said to us, oh, you didn't pray hard enough, or you didn't do this, you didn't do that. But we prayed long and hard. And there was a point when she was, she was really good and we were like, oh yes, God's bringing healing and there was restoration and it was great. And I remember we went to the um, gadget show convention. I'm a little bit of a geek. <laughs> and we were walking around. It was great. It was a fantastic time. And we got in the car to go home. And as we were driving just outside Hereford, we were coming up to a junction and just bang a car hit us. They turned to a junction and wasn't looking. And you know, after that point, she struggled again. All that, all that progress we thought she'd made was gone. And you know, again, in my secret place, I really, I really struggled. I shouted at God. I was angry with God. You know, when I looked at God, I saw God that was unfair, that was angry, that was mean, that was just confusing and unjust. You know, in those moments, I really, I was just focusing completely on the, on the storm, on the situations going around. And I have to be honest, it took me a while before I could look again at God and see him for who he was. It took me a long time to, to take my eyes off the situation and the things going on and gaze again at God. And I still don't know why that happened. You know, when we fix our eyes on God, we may not, might not get the answers that we want, but I did have a whole new perspective. You know, as I look back over the years since those events, you know, I lose count of how many people have been impacted that my mum has been able to help and pray for and how God has moved through her. People who maybe otherwise would never have spoken to her if she wasn't in a wheelchair. You know, we don't always know God's plan but he has one. Tim, would you mind just coming up?
You know, sometimes when we look above the situations that are going on and we, we turn our eyes to God, you know, sometimes in those moments we start to see that wider, wider picture and get those glimpses of God's great master plan. You know, in Psalms, it says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made the heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. I lift my eyes to the hill. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And today, this morning, I just really felt that God wanted to remind us, to challenge us, to turn our eyes to him. To look at God unfiltered, to remember and gaze upon that raw beauty and truth and hope of who God is. You know, that truth that, that God has not abandoned you, that God is not distant, that God loves you. That truth that God has a plan for you, that he is in control. And like Peter, maybe if we're having a bit of a wobble in life and our eyes have looked to the left or to the right, that truth that God's arm this morning is outstretched to you today. And I had this picture of someone just running this, 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 this race almost, but they just kept looking back. And I felt God wanted to say, you know, stop, stop looking at the past. Stop fixing your eyes on your mistakes and the past and the things that were going on. And just fix your eyes forward on him, on God. If you're able to, I'd love it if we could just stand. If you're not able to, that's fine. But if you're able to, let's just stand for a moment. You know, let's, let's just ignore what is going on around us. And this is a moment between you and God, where our eyes are not fixed on the person to your left or to your right, but where your eyes can look at God. Who do you see when you look at God? And remember, you know, no matter how deep you feel you've fallen, how fast you feel you're sinking, God's hand is outstretched to you this morning, his firm grip, ready to pull you up. You just need to look and turn your eyes, turn your eyes to God. Let's just have a moment between you and God to look at him and see what you see.